Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District fifty nine fifty and fifty nine sixty. I am Kelly Kirk, and I'm Joe Kirk. Before we dive into who our guest is today, Joe is going to remind us of our show's purpose. Our show's purpose is to connect Rotarians and non-Rotarians to service opportunities. And really how we do that is by having amazing guests on the show that share their experience, share how they got involved in in volunteering and in service projects in different organizations. It's been pretty it's been a pretty fun ride of all the things that we've mm-hmm. had. But to to really expose people to, you know, more than just their club um, if they're Rotarians or that there's just a ton of opportunities within Rotary um, to get involved and to be uh, motorized in uh, service. That's a good one. Motorized. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's several ways to, to incorporate that in. Mobilized, so. motorized, yeah, whatever. Well, let's introduce who our guest is today for Searching for Service. Um, we have with us – really excited about this interview actually. So we mm-hmm. have Kate Van Slyke who is actually a new Rotarian. And so we're going to really, we're going to have conversations around how she got, how she found Rotary, how she got involved, what um, caused her to make that transition into Rotary. And so before we go into all of that, Kate, we really want to get to know you as a person. And so um, my first question for you is, where do you live? Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Um, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, wonderful. And have you always lived here? No, we've only lived here for about two and a half years. Okay, and where were you at um, before that? Before Minneapolis, um, my husband and I and our two kids lived in Arlington, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. for Mm -hmm. about 23, 24 years. Okay. And then we um, found our way out here, which is where my husband's family is from. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, like, just found your way out here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You were lost. Usually usually there's a reason people decide to commit to the the cooler climate here in the Midwest. (laughs) It's usually for a valid reason. (laughs) Yes. And it will find its way into today's stories. Beautiful. (laughs) Love it. Um, and so you have a family, obviously your husband and any, any other family members? Um, well, I have, uh, four in-laws here in, in okay. Minneapolis, um, cool. and some of their kids. Beautiful. And I am mostly, I'm from the East coast. So I have a brother and sister, um, on the East coast and a couple of, well, actually another brother from the East Coast, and another one that moved to Europe. So we're kind of spread out everywhere, actually. Love it. Wonderful. What's, uh, been, your, what's been your favorite thing about Minnesota? Um, I love the summer and the fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love the fact that I can ride my bike to a lake and jump in and swim. Um, just having that here in a city is is phenomenal. Yeah, it sounds yeah. so cliche, right? Like land of ten thousand lakes, but it's it's legit, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, then, especially yeah, if you're here in the in the Twin Cities metro area, there's there's so many different um, lakes where there's just so much outdoorsy stuff that you can do around it, not exactly. just walking around it. <laughs> so. It's kind exactly. of the beauty of, of the area that we're in. And um, isn't Minnesota or the Twin Cities like known for um, bike paths? No, the amount of people who actually like even even from summer to the transition into fall and winter, they still they still make it a point to be like out and exercising and sure. moving their bodies. So we're always we like a, first or second. Yeah, we've, bike got, paths op- we've got the opportunities to do it still. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the rigor of, of just everybody's sense of just get out there and exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I just love how they celebrate uh, spring, summer with their gardening. I mean, they really bring out the colors because they're so, I think they're just, celebrating warm weather yeah yeah so couldn't agree more 
Yeah, and I think that we can kind of pivot into a little bit about what we want to talk about for the interview. So thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. You know, we really would love to hear kind of your timeline of service because it's pretty unique and cool. Mm -hmm. And I think our listeners are going to identify well with it. And then also how you found Rotary at the at the end of that tunnel and, uh, you know, and how you've just begun your journey in Rotary. So why don't we just start out with kind of how did you get started in service? Um, I think I know that my family, when I was growing up, dabbled in service, but it wasn't like the most, it wasn't the centerpiece of everything that we did or mm-hmm. what we did. I mean, we, we did things with our church, um, you know, scouts, that kind of thing. But I think I really started to embrace service um, after I graduated from college because I, you know, I graduated with a BA in English literature and I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so um, I ended up applying to, to the Peace Corps because one thing my family actually did instill in me is love of travel and curiosity about the world. Hmm. So that kind of propelled me into a structured kind of way to see another part of the world. And I was excited about being in another culture, learning other languages. And so that that was my main motivation. Um, and, and helping people along the way, of course. Um, yeah. I was an agriculture volunteer in the Islamic Republic of Mauritania, which is in West Africa. Yep. Yeah, we have a no. Rotary member in our club that's from Mauritania. Oh. oh. Bokar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow, great. Yes. Um, yeah, it's. I didn't know where it was. I'd never heard of it when I was invited, but I greatly accepted it because I had been waiting for nine months. And so... I went and, um, you know, it's a very dry country. It's Sahel um, and and Sahara. Um, In 1987, when I arrived, there'd already been a drought for 15 years. And so my job was to work with people who had previously been nomadic herders and were now sedentary because their animals had died because of the drought. Um, And I was... supposed to be introducing vegetables into their diets and helping them with fruit tree propagation. And so I did not have an agriculture degree. I told you I got a BA in English literature. Yeah. The Peace Corps worked really hard to get me ready to do this. My gosh. So what did that process look like out of curiosity? Well, we had a fun two and a half months down in South Carolina just um, off of Beaufort, South Carolina, there are a series of islands, and I was on St. Helena Island, where there is um, the Gullah people live there. And these are people that um, came from Africa, settled there, worked there, but maintained a lot of their culture and their language. And there's a center there that was a school that was um, one of the first, if not the first school opened for African-Americans. And we, that was our training site. It was called the Penn Center. And it was two and a half months of learning all about agriculture. Hmm. Got a little crash course in in agriculture. (laughs) Like drinking from a fire hose. And probably specifically how you were going to help educate, um, the people that we were helping with the Peace Corps, right? Like, like specifically, you were talking about some fruit plants and uh, integrating vegetables yeah. into the diet. You know, and what were some of the outcomes of that education? Did you find that it was helpful? Was it received? Was it challenging? It was, well, it was certainly helpful. I mean, the, the training continued in the country because then we had to learn about how to do everything that we learned in South Carolina in a desert. So um, we had another, I don't know, two more months of training in, in country um, and it was challenging and we got language training as well. So I was learning a dialect of Arabic and French as well. 
because it's a French, mm-hmm. a former French colony. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I learned a lot. I think um, it was a challenging post, to be quite honest with you. Um, they put me in a site that was very remote. Um, and, you know, I walked across sand dunes to get from village to village and <laughs> Talk carrying, about a bit carrying of a all my stuff. Shock. And it, yeah. was, it was physically challenging, even for a 25-year-old. Do you have a quick story that you can t- – well, actually, you know what? we got a minute and a half. <laughs> like, holy smokes, that was a quick burst. How about, how we'll, about we'll, this? We'll, we'll, we'll go into the next segment with, with a, a story. story. I'd love yeah. to hear a, a story specifically about how – um, like maybe somebody that you helped specifically that really changed their life. That'd be really cool to hear. But I do want to say, I bet that that had to have been a bit of a, a culture shock for you. And so maybe something else we can talk about in that next segment too, is just overcoming what that had had to look like for yourself and then kind of repositioning yourself to go, okay, I'm just going to pull myself together because what else is <laughs> what else am I supposed to do in this situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here. Um, so I, I think that we've got some really good fruitful information that we can um, roll into this next segment, both with stories and then just overcoming some of the uh, adversity that you yourself are experiencing coming from the States and then going over there as well. Yeah, Sound okay. good? Yeah. And then coming back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then coming back too. <laughs> right. And right. Like, the reintroduction. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so funny that people talk about that. It's the it's reintroduction is the process too. Yeah. Your eyes were opened and now you're like. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. We'll see you on the next segment. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concern? Will it build good? Will it better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary, Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... You can find us by looking us up and putting in Searching for Service and you will find us. And when you do, <laughs> like it, comment, share it, and leave a five-star review. 
Also, we are on uh, YouTube, too, so if you can oh, find are, yeah. us over there, you can yep, look just, us up by yep, typing just, in Searching for Service. Yep, and you'll find us because we will. are the Searching for Service. And you can you can watch us just doing these funny things on video <laughs> <laughs> with our guest. And speaking of guests, uh, I want to reintroduce who our guest is. Um, we have Kate Van Slyke on. She is one of the newest Rotarians. By the way, we didn't even ask, so let's start here. Which Rotary Club is it that you decided to join? So I joined the Uptown, um, Minneapolis, Uptown Rotary Club. I think it's 5960. Yeah. Really new. Really new. I don't know. That's 5950. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's 5950. Yeah. Very, very nice. Again, congratulations and welcome to the family. Yeah. How long have you been a member now? Um, I I think it's been about a month. Okay, brand new. Yeah, you're you're like being immersed in all of it. Have they tapped you on your shoulder to be a part of a committee yet? Are you rolling with the committee yet? Okay, have you selected one? Yeah, I'm I'm helping to um, bring in speakers. Oh, cool. Working with another Rotary member in the group. And Fascinating. I'm excited about that. Actually, that's a that's a fun already. committee. That's a really fun committee because it helps yeah. you uh, build those ties to people that are coming into the club and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's that's a good one. Well, Very should we cool. get back to the amazing stories that we've been hearing of kind of the the timeline of your service? Yeah, that's- and and going into. Um, the Peace Corps. I think that that's a really fascinating tie, and we can talk a little bit about how how the Peace Corps and Rotary connect together because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's part of the reason why you join Rotary. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's actually like pick up where we left off. So, can you just remind our listeners where it was that when you were 25, where um, you served for the Peace Corps? Sure, I served in the Islamic Republic of Mauritania which is in the northwestern part of Africa, on the coast. It's, it's a pretty big country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went over there as an agriculture volunteer with a group of maybe, oh, 30 others. Um, oh, so a pretty good-sized group of you. Yeah, and, and what I found out was the reason why they have such a big group is that they, um, at the time, they were the second highest early termination rate of oh. volunteers. It's it's a challenging place to be. Nepal yeah. was the first, and okay. then Mauritania was second. Hmm. So, um, Why do you think that is? It is, uh, the. I mean, the desert makes it physically the hard climate, to get around. Yeah. There's one paved road, and they've always had sand all over it. And, you know, no electricity, no running water, um, and very, very remote sites. Sure. And, you know, it's just, it's, you're by yourself um, <laughs> for an extended period of time. And that was before cell phones. And Oh, sure. Know, I, okay. I imagine that, yeah. that that's completely, so, yeah, you're completely isolated. Yeah. I mean, I would be really curious, like, what was the the biggest, like, um, moment for you where you were like, this was totally worth it. I'll, I'll be honest with you. My first year, which is the transitional year. I mean, they do, two, we do two years in country because it takes a while to transition and become comfortable and adapt and for people to trust you sure. once you're there, the community. So, but I spent my first year um, really struggling with reaching everybody that I needed to to reach Mm -hmm. um, because it was really a hard slog between villages. And even within the village that I lived, it was sand dunes around a palmery, which was at the bottom of all the sand dunes. So getting from section to section in my village, my single village, would take me a week, you know, to just see everybody just there, um, or, or longer, two oh, weeks. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, I was able to connect with, um, some people. Another issue I think is that a lot of the able-bodied people had left the, the remote sites and gone to 
the capital city or other countries in Africa or Europe to find work. So sure. mm-hmm. when I arrived at site, it was the elderly um, uh, moms with kids. Um, so, um, and, and slaves, they, they had just abolished slavery in Mauritania in 1981 and I arrived in 87. Hmm. So, okay. um, I worked a lot with slaves of families, um, there and some elderly people who are still kind of gardening, but it was not who I thought I was going to be with. Okay. So it was, it was, took a lot getting used to that. Um, and also helping people transition to better, better food, better, you know, healthier food options. So I was eating wheat couscous and camel milk or cow's milk or goat's milk. Um, every day, maybe with a few black eyed peas thrown in Mm. at lunch, but it was really limited diet. So I think a lot of volunteers didn't, didn't like that. (laughs) Uh, Remote desert. Good weight loss program uh, there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Limited food accessibility. I'm not hearing a lot of ice cream or. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Certainly no. puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so, so how long did you spend in the Peace Corps? Just the two years, uh, the, the the one stint, and then you said that you did a second stint, correct? Yeah. So it was about two years plus four months of training. Yep. Okay. And then um, I came home, and that integration in back here was was challenging. I remember getting getting picked up at the airport in New York City by my dad, and driving into the city and walking down the street and seeing these guys from um, Senegal with big jackets selling watches and me going up to them and greeting them in, in Wolof or Soninke. And my father just, his jaw just dropped. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like, how are you speaking to these people? (laughs) But I was so attracted to just having that, keeping that connection going with people. Um, Yeah. And were you able to do that? Were you able to keep the connection as you came back or did it like start to diminish or? I moved to Washington, D.C. almost immediately Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be in an international city um, with the thought of maybe going back overseas at some point. And um, I also had a lot of friends back there. So I moved down there and, you know, the Mauritanian embassy is there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are Mauritanians there, Senegalese, lots of French speaking. And I just, my friends and I just continued to try to keep those connections going. And we did. So I I want to help kind of uh, tie this all in. So going back to Joe's question about like mm-hmm. what where where did you see that pivotal moment that i mean really i all i hear from you kate is that like it obviously instilled something in you where you're like it just it hit home right so what where was it was there a specific person you were working with or maybe a specific moment that you had where you're like oh my gosh this is this is amazing. Even though the climate is challenging, even though the environment is challenging, you know, the accessibility to specific things is challenging. Mm-hmm. You were like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I did this. So it was after my first year and okay. I moved to a, another village where I could physically walk on more hard, harder ground. Yeah. (laughs) It was really challenging. So I moved to this other village and, um, everyone there was so gracious and accepting me, you know, a year in. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I hit the ground running. I mean, I had all this, these ideas, they, I had to meet everybody and, you know, talk to them. and, And they were a different, um, group of people that I had been working with and just seemed even more open to to having me work with them, and so I, I, um, you know, I just that was huge to me, and okay. it was a place where there had been former trainings, uh, agricultural trainings by the U.S. Agency of International Development. So there was an, an orchard of lime trees and lemon trees. <laughs> I mean, I never ate lemons and limes before I went to Mauritania, but there I was eating them because I was so excited to have that vitamin. 
So it was couscous, maybe some uh, camel milk or cow milk, uh, maybe some, uh, what do you call it, black-eyed peas? Is that what you said? Or, uh, black-eyed peas. Black-eyed peas and um, lime juice or lemon yeah. juice. There you <laughs> I'm go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Totally so kidding. Sold, yeah. It's, a, and it's I the new fad. I met great people, too, I, friends. Yeah. I'm, I can assume that just the the receptiveness to actually like – I'm going to help you do this and them going, okay, we understand why this can help us. And you're like, I feel needed. I feel like there's a desirability there and that like when you know that the fruits of your labor are actually going to, it's going to go somewhere. I'm sure that you were like, okay, (laughs) we're going to be able to make progress here. (laughs) Exactly. And they, you know, they, they loaned me a horse. I got a camel. I mean, they, they helped me like get around and it was all kind of coming together and gelling. Sure. But something to think about is that first village is you could have been that first person that the next person got to come in and there was more receptivity in that other village because of you. So just, I'm going to lay that out there. There's my husband thinking of all of the the (laughs) possibilities and motivation positivity. So I appreciate it. Uh, we're Stay tuned. We have so much more that we're going to dive into with Kate. So as a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. We'll be right back. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I am Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. We're also on YouTube, but... And you just look us up by... uh, Typing in. Typing in. (laughs) Searching for (laughs) service. Thank you. Oh, good assist. Good team. Just essentially, wherever you're you're looking, just type in searching for service and you'll find us. We are that unique and that awesome. (laughs) You will find us. On there, our, so. our our beautiful mugs. Yep, for sure. Um, we have a guest on who I'm just going to do a quick reintroduction of. Um, if you have not been listening to the last two segments, and that is Kate Vanslake. She is one of the newest Rotarians to the Uptown um, Rotary Club, and that's located here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. So. Um, we've, we've been learning a ton about Kate, um, her service in the Peace Corps, some of the stuff that she's had to overcome and that moment where she was like, aha, this was all worth it. (laughs) Well, what I love, what I love too, Kate is, um, a lot of the people that we've had on have done the Rotary Youth Exchange. So they've, they've done the Youth Exchange program and, Mm -hmm. and a very similar story of, oh, there's some cultural challenges there's you know it's just it it really challenges all of your beliefs and understanding Mm -hmm. of the world and it expands you right like it creates growth whether whether you want to or whether you don't and so it's been really fun to to see the parallel that you experienced in the peace corps of that same same type of uh experience yeah and then that you were able to then bring that home and you kept it it's not that it, yeah. you know, you did two years in the Peace Corps and then it was like, well, okay, that was great. That was and right can, back, right back to the status to the, quo. Add that to my, the resume. <laughs> 
but you decided you wanted to do it again, um, which is that happened what four about four years ago, correct? Yes, my husband. So I met my husband in the first stint with Peace Corps. So he was a volunteer as well. Um, he was a health volunteer, okay. and um, we were married. Um, five or six years after we got, after we came home and, um, we had two kids and, you know, I was entrenched. I was involved with my, I was a teacher, um, and he worked for the federal government and we were leading very busy lives, but I found ways to get involved, especially in the community, um, back in Arlington, Virginia, just because I wanted my kids to feel that sense of community as well. Sure. Um, but then we decided that we would end our career, our careers with Peace Corps again. So we joined in 2019 and we chose Thailand um, because oh, that's wow. a place where my mom had lived and I had never visited and I was very curious about it and I'd never been to Asia. Wow. And, so, and what, a, what a cool way to do it where you didn't do the same thing again. Yeah. But I, I want to go back to um, where you mentioned that your family had um, they had instilled serving plus the mm-hmm. love of travel, too. And so it's it's unique to hear like one of the places that a family member, your mother had been to. Now, did she did she travel there um, and do some service herself or was it um, just a, an opportunity came up for like a career move? Um, it was maybe a little bit of both. Um, she went over with a group, um, to do some landscape design work. Oh, nice. Um, and then fell in love with Thailand and stayed longer. And then from there kept going. So she, she loved Asia. Um, and I, I was, you know, regretting at some point that I had never, then to visit her. Um, but I was a teenager mm-hmm. and, you know, leading my own life and college and all of that. Sure. So, um, but it, this, this was, it was great. I mean, it was a really nice opportunity to see, you know, where she'd been. Very nice. And so you, you and your husband decided to do another, um, another, uh, what would you officially call it with the Peace Corps? What do they call it? Uh, another tour. tour. Another <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another tour. Okay. So you decided another to do another tour. Yeah. Okay. Service. Just, addi- you know, additional service. Um, but at this point, I actually went in with um, expertise and skills. Like sure. Mm-hmm. So I went mm-hmm. in and worked with English teachers. And I felt really good being able to come in with solid skills as opposed to back in my 20s when I had to learn everything that they needed me to do. Yeah. Um, so, so it wasn't, it, it wasn't quite the same culture shock as the, the first go around. <laughs> no. Okay. And you had support because you had your, your husband with you as well. So that, yeah. that had to have been a little bit nicer. Let me ask you something. If you know knew what you know now, would you have done the Peace Corps the first go around again? My, I have, I have great friends in general, but the group of friends that we made during that time are family. Okay. So yes, I <laughs> you mean, go through the hell family. again. <laughs> wow. We have, we've had five reunions or four. That's reunions, amazing. And it's mm-hmm. just, and we take our kids and our kids meet each other. We are family members. And if mm-hmm. anybody needs anything, we just help each other out. doesn't matter where you are. It's so, cool. Yeah. And I, even though you are, you know, you've got maybe a month or so under your belt with Rotary, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're finding that there is, there's some commonality there with Rotary and just that um, the ability to like step in where you're needed to help out, whether it's for a service project or something has happened with a uh, Rotarian, a fellow Rotarian that's a part of your club. And so you step up to help and support them where that's necessary as well. But it's, yeah, it's, well, and there's a lot of commonalities, it sounds like. Exactly. And then, so can you explain a little bit of how you decided to join the Rotary family? 
Sure. So just if I could just, I'm just going to speed up. So we did, we went to Thailand, came home in the, during the pandemic. Yep. Mm. And had a few months to kind of regroup. And then we joined AmeriCorps and we went to Montana, to Billings, Montana. Okay. And we had it for a one year service commitment. And we did seven months there and we were all remote at that point because the pandemic was still going on in 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. So we decided to move to Minneapolis. So that's where this piece comes in. Sure. Um, just to be near more people because we were lonely in yeah. buildings. And we, we fulfilled our AmeriCorps service from Minneapolis. Um, and so I said, we were, have just been here for two and a half years. And I was, well, both of us were looking for ways to integrate ourselves into the community, to give back to the community, to meet people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was slow going at first because the pandemic was still kind of winding down in 2021, 22. We were just starting to meet our neighbors and, but you know, it, we were still kind of feeling a little bit lonely. So, yeah. I mean, I, I stepped it up, you know, sure. I was just like, okay, I need to find a group. I need a group. And I, you know, I remembered Rotary in Thailand. There was a Rotary connection in, in a site near me where they, a Japanese group, Rotary group, had provided some ovens, little cooking ovens that were <laughs> fabulous. And you'd think, nice. well, why do Thais need ovens? Because a lot of it's, you know, stovetop or whatever. But they love making cakes, oh. little cupcakes. And and so I took it and ran with it for, you know, for American cultural exchange. We made cookies, Christmas cookies. Using those ovens. Adorable. (laughs) And the kids loved it. They loved it. And they decorated the cookies, you know. And I I never found out, or I should have found out the name of the the Japanese Rotary group that did that. But the ovens were fabulous. And I could put it in the car and we could bring it over to our school and then bring it back. I so, bet if you did a little digging, you could probably. Right. I'm, I'm going to. You I'm could probably to. narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's so cool to hear is that that was something that inspired you, you know, now to go, oh, yeah, they gave the, that was cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to check out Rotary. And and then you found a group and you joined. And the rest, they say, is history. And you're a month <laughs> in. And um, what's been your favorite part about being uh, part of your Rotary Club? Well, first of all, when you walk into the room, the first day I walked into the room, I, I reached out to the president. He said, sure, come to the next meeting. Here it is. Here's when it is. And I went, I mean, everybody said hello. I was, I, I did not feel awkward for one second mm-hmm. um, or unseen. Mm-hmm. And it was really, you know, like, welcome me in and, you know, give me name tag and kind of talk to me to, to, to hear about who I am and how I found them. And, and it's continued in that way. And, and I just noticed how they talk to one another. They're just really, really, really kind. Mm-hmm. And they really want to know how you are, mm-hmm. you know, and I just... I just, I appreciate that. I've always found that it's a lot of, it's a room of a lot of listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really great because that's how you find commonality in people and figuring out how to serve, mm-hmm. you know, your community. So we've got a couple seconds here before um, we wrap this third segment and go into the fourth segment, which will be fun. We'll talk about the, like, kind of what you're looking forward to in terms of the future. Um with your rotary, with maybe other service uh, types of things that you're looking at yeah. doing. Um, but we're really excited to hear more. This has been really fun to, mm-hmm. to, to hear about your journey yeah. to rotary. Yeah. And it's been a long and windy one. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. We'll see you on the flip side. Is it the truth? Is it fair to walk on sun? Will it be 
serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing now was performed by Rotary Club of Dar es Salaam Oyster Bay. Hello and welcome back to the best show ever. Searching for service brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... Look us up by typing in searching for service on any of those platforms and you're going to find us in our really, really adorable faces. And we would just absolutely love seeing five... Star reviews, five star for sure. Five, five like gold stars comment, and share it. The um the nicest reviews ever too. So you know, and make sure that you tell some. If you're listening to this and you're finding it valuable and really exciting, make sure to share it with somebody else because we we really want to build this audience and uh, keep her going. Yeah, we have a guest on who is actually a new Rotarian and. Um, we enjoy hearing about new Rotarians and their adventures to finding Rotary. And so our guest today is Kate Vance. Like if you have not listened to the last three segments, I would encourage you to do so because uh, Kate's background is is very unique mm-hmm. and um, her uh, her service and what she has done um, is is really incredible. So we've really enjoyed learning more about her and those service components. But for all of you who regularly listen to Searching for Service, you know that in the last segment, we always like to do a little bit of visioning, envisioning of what the future can look like. And so, Kate, this is your opportunity. We want to hear from you on like what you see for the your future um, as a new Rotarian, where you really would like to see yourself go in in regards to being a Rotarian. And then anything else that you'd like to share with us too, but uh, we usually like to just go with the flow. So let's start with how you uh, how you envision your adventure with Rotary. So um, I this this week actually has been an interesting week. Um, our our club president sent me a link to um, a webinar that is exploring the partnership between Rotary and Peace Corps. Oh, now I, did we, didn't he, even, we didn't even tee that up. That's right? Just, did he or she? I, I don't know if it's a male or a female. She did she already know your your extensive background with the Peace Corps? Okay, so okay. she was like, "Well, who else better than Kate?" <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense. Okay, so talk about that. Yeah, it's um, it's so so. Everybody, now you know that I I I saw evidence of Rotary in my Peace Corps site. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, I've got I've to learn more about this. And so for this whole week, every day, there's been um, a session ex- talking about the evolution of um, the partnership. So there's a, an organization called Partnering for Peace, and it's the Rotary Peace Corps Connection. And the people that started it were Peace Corps, returned Peace Corps volunteers who became Rot- Rotarians, or they were Rotarians and joined the Peace Corps after that. Oh. Sure. I can um, see it going both I, ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. The people that started out as Rotarians and then joined the Peace Corps later in their life um, really, I'm sure, brought a whole other lens to the whole mm-hmm. experience um, and, and resources. Um, so that was kind of interesting to learn about. And, um, I, I'm frankly, I'm, I'm really interested in getting involved perhaps with this organization, um, to figure out a way to support more Peace Corps volunteers in Mm -hmm. countries that clubs are, might be interested in supporting, Mm -hmm. um, or already support. Um, Yeah. And what's interesting too, and I I don't know how much you've been exposed to some of the grant programming and, you know, 
some of the the fundraising component and doing projects and doing a project co- cooperatively that could be a really cool opportunity for you guys mm-hmm. as well um yeah you're kind of scratching the surface but boy it sounds like that they got the right person to, yeah. <laughs> to be involved with that yeah so is well, it go ahead sorry i was just going to say it's interesting because as they talked they you know they they talk about things that I already know. There's a return Peace Corps volunteer group, mm-hmm. like an association group in Minnesota. They're all over the country, but you can find them. And then, and then incoming Peace Corps volunteers sometimes reach out to those groups to ask them questions about those country, the country that they're going to. Oh, sure. And so it's just, it's, it's just this natural flow of just trying to connect, make connections with people which I think Rotarians do really well. Mm. Oh, you should meet this person or, oh, this person should come speak to us because I know that they do this. There's just lots of networking and connections being made. Well, and I think of too, like the Rotary Youth Exchange seems like a really great feeder for Mm -hmm. the Peace Corps. Like, you know, if they're, if they really enjoyed their experience of the exchange and they want to do something where they're serving at a larger level, it, Sounds like that. That would. That's a great mm-hmm. relationship. Um, maybe they just got done with college and they're not really sure what they want to do. And yeah, you know that could be a great relationship too. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, I guess I never really thought of the relationship. I mean, those that relationship makes so much sense. It it really does. <laughs> I mean, you think of the the very essence of Rotary, right, and what they do on an international level, which is something that we on this show have been exposed to so much more, um, so much more. Yeah. But then Peace Corps, the, I mean, I, I know of Peace Corps, but I don't know the full, you know, what it fully entails. But from what I've gathered, it's like, it's, it's serving, right? Like you are serving in some way, shape or form to help support a specific, you know, village or a country or whatever it may look like. And for a, right? and for an extended period of time. Yes, like, that's and it's not just too. dropping not in just, for, yep. you know, a couple of weeks. It's it's going in and really in really making a, you know, a point to make a change over a two-year time span. That's Well, and Peace Corps volunteers can also help Rotarians, um, Rotarian clubs, Rotary clubs make sure that the project that they're interested in doing, whether it's water, uh, you know, water, clean water, access to clean water or sanitation Mm -hmm. or hygiene, and make sure that the right people in the community are involved and that they're helping to design it so that it can be sustainable, you know, because the Peace Corps volunteer is there for a while and can also find counterparts who can then take it on after they leave. For sure. It's a, it, they they yeah. provide a little bit more of that of of a map almost like they can help navigate right <laughs> some of that treacherous water that <laughs> otherwise could you know be a little dangerous so Kate do you have any um, aspirations to be in leadership in your Rotary Club? Um, you're going to have to ask me that again later. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 at this point, I'm still learning the ropes. Um, yeah. you mentioned the grants. Yeah. I, I, I've heard a little bit about the grants yep. and I'm, I'm going to find out more this. Well, uh, you can listen week. to the show and find out a lot about the grants. Too. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about the show until today. So, um, yeah, no, I'm excited to learn more about it. Um, we'll see. I'm not going to rule it out, but um, I can't commit at this point because I'm still so new. Yeah, be careful. Be careful about putting out in the universe too. Like, what's been a commonality? We've had we had Stephanie Urchak on here, and she's the incoming president for Rotary International. And we asked her, like, how did you get involved? Like, how did how did that trajectory start? And she just kept saying yes. Yeah, it was like yeah. Yeah, that's just be careful what you utter out into the universe. Yeah. It, it tends to find it find its way to you. So, mm-hmm. well, I have to be careful of that too. My sister once gave me a magnet. I don't know if you can see this. It says, yeah. "Stop me, stop me before I volunteer again." <laughs> yeah. So I have to look at that every now and then. Well, that's how we got here. Yeah. So we had the district governor come to our club, and we Lloyd, who you Lloyd, know, met, yeah, yep. And he's like, yeah, we're looking at starting a radio show and podcast. And 
I raised Kelly's hand and then Kelly (laughs) went ahead and raised my hand and here we are. And what are we, almost 50 episodes in? I think it is. I mean, gosh, I think we are 50 episodes in. Nearly a year under our belt. So, I mean, it's just, it. When you decide to like maybe just half raise your hand for something, it just turns into something for you. So well, and it's it's been as probably as what you could say with uh, the Peace Corps and Rotary so far is it's been incredibly rewarding, mm-hmm. and you know service is a, is a lot of fun, and you know it's been really amazing hearing your story of service because you know this isn't just a rotary show it's about service and service comes in so many different ways shape and forms and it's so cool to hear how rotary has been like you know your third or fourth stop on kind of your your Mm -hmm. service journey and Mm -hmm. it first of all it's been so cool to hear how rotary you encountered rotary in the peace corps and it stuck with you and then the opportunity came for rotary to to be your direct service component and you know it, it it just all ties together doing yes. good doing good for other people is just always good yeah well it makes you feel good i mean i i have to yeah. be honest i i love to serve um serve others um but i I love to do that because it makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with which, saying that. Which keeps you I, I, I grow. Yeah. You know, it helps me grow. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and let that be just like a, a kind of the gold nugget. Uh, there's so many mm-hmm. different gold nuggets that one can take away from just this conversation with you and what you have served, the capacity that you've served. But let that just be with something as a takeaway that in doing service it is it's an opportunity to like help somebody else right but it helps you grow individually as well mm-hmm. i mean it really does and <laughs> which it, is incredible like, and a lot of people <clears throat> would look at that and say well that's selfish no it isn't it's it's a it's filling your own cup so that you can fill other people's cup Yes. The sense of joy. So Kate really want to take this opportunity to say thank you so much for coming on to searching for service. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. It's been, been a pleasure here too. And thank you to all of our listeners. We do appreciate and value you for um, coming on this journey with us. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. It's time to stop searching and start serving. We'll see you.